Welcome to Kaya, the college and young adult ministry of Midtown Baptist Temple, a ministry seeking to pursue a deeper faith in Jesus Christ through God's Word, fellowship, and prayer. Well, as you guys might have gathered, today is a bit special. We're doing testimonies from Fall Retreat. Yeah. It's going to be an awesome time. I think there's like seven or eight people coming up to share what they heard from the Word of God as we were listening to it from Brandon and Dan. And man, they were awesome messages. And, um, you know, today is not just a day to, you know, slouch back and, you know, think that this is just going to be a casual Sunday, you know, like we heard from the Lord at retreat. And, and these are things that we need to walk away with and be encouraged by other people's testimonies as well. Um, so, man, we're, we're going to get into that here in a second. As you might have realized, I'm not Brandon Bisco. You know, some people will say, I look like Brandon if he did IT. <laughs> you know, no one actually says that, but I thought it'd be funny. But um, people might start saying it, and I, I actually hope not. You know, that'd be, that'd be awkward. Um, but, man, I'm going to be emceeing today, so go easy on me. Um, I wanted to share a verse real quick before we jump into it. And it's awesome because Brandon ended his first message uh, Thursday, or Friday morning with this verse. And I was thinking about sharing it before that. So it was cool to see the Spirit working in that way. But the verse is Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And something God was putting on my heart before retreat is how we can approach the word and, you know, view the word incorrectly. We come to it, and I was thinking about it, like, we, we can come to it like it's a butter knife or like a letter opener, you know? Like, we don't let God's word cut as deep as God intends it to cut, you know? And something that hit me retreat is, man, we, we, we definitely do that. We forget, like, David forgot how powerful God is and how, he, how powerful he was in his life. And then he was reminded, and, you know, he said, there's no other sword like this sword, um, so as people are coming up today to, to share, and they're, they're going to be sharing about how after the treat, they're coming away with, with that sword. You know, they don't have to go back to treating the word like it's that butter knife or letter opener. They're, they're walking away with the, the sword of the word of God. And yeah, let's, so that, that first person that's coming up is Carly Weber. Malaya, the list is wrong, because <laughs> I thought I was third. Anyway, hi guys. My name is Carly, and um, let me pull this up. I, this is my seventh fall retreat, which is kind of crazy. Seven's a really good number, too. Um, and sorry I sound bad. It's worse than I feel at this point. But... Um, yeah, so I'm Carly, I've been around for a minute. Um, Fall Retreat has always been really, really sweet. Um, but I am just gonna read from here so that I don't get off track. So um, I've been in a season um, where I'm learning how to truly let God's work function through me. I came into to retreat after taking a lot of ownership of my intimacy with the Lord and how I wanna pursue him. I put down a lot of excuses and blaming thoughts. Um, when that happened, only Christ was left. I then came to a simple place where I just wanted to hear from the Lord at retreat. 
And it was fun. I invited my sister, like, the last second, like, like a week before, and she actually came. And so retreat looked a lot different. Um, imagine your, like, sibling coming or your mom. I don't know. Maybe not your mom. But, like, <laughs> so, like if you don't have a sibling. But um, I was like, oh, this is going to look a little different, I wonder. Like, let's just go with it. Go with the flow. But... Um, as I've been working through a lot of uh, consecration and humbling um, my very prideful heart, I have failed a ton this year and felt like I was doing everything wrong and honestly feeling really isolated in that. I knew, <clears throat> I knew Christ was there, but I didn't feel like his partner. So to hear about how God is right there inviting us to, into partnership the second we fail is was a really hard truth. I struggle to believe that God loves me like that and isn't keeping score or seeing my failures as my identity. Um, I needed to repent. I needed to repent of that and believe what is true. And on Saturday morning, I read Exodus 3, 3 through 4, which says, and Moses said, <clears throat> um, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And the Lord saw that he turned aside to see. Um, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. So in the last few months, I've seen God answer so much prayer. So there's like two parts to this testimony. The first one was um, repenting of, of why I couldn't believe that God wanted to be my partner as much as an awful person I am. And the second one was, was like buying into the work. And so over the last few months, God has answered so much prayer and moved in a way that I can't, I can't have words for. In my Bible study, um, we've seen three family members come to Christ, a niece, a sister, and um, a mother. And at Fall Retreat, my sister came to Christ. <laughs> uh, sorry. So incredible. Um, a student at UMKC got saved, and the growth from the girls around me has made me so, so proud. But I look around, and I'm just like, how is all of this happening? How the heck am I even here? How can I witness this? And it, just, it felt all so unreal, especially with like, who we are as people. I know I don't pray enough. I know I invest poorly sometimes. I know I get distracted. And I know I let my heart get hard. So I was like, why am I here? Like, why am I even able to see this? But it's further confirming how much this is Christ and only Christ. The Lord has a, had a burning miracle for Moses and was just waiting for him to notice to then receive his word. And all of these salvations, what God is doing is even just his death on the cross is like a burning bush. And he's just waiting for us to look. And so I looked up um, the phrase, the Lord saw, because it, really, it was really intriguing for me to see that the Lord saw Moses. He was like just standing there. He was like, I'm waiting for you to look so I can see you. And another verse that came up was Second Chronicles 12.7. And when the Lord saw that they humbled themselves, the word came unto Shemaiah, saying, They have humbled themselves, therefore I will not destroy them, but I will grant them some deliverance, and my wrath shall not be poured out upon Jerusalem by the hand of Shishak. 
These tell us that our attention from uh, Moses' example and our humility yield to the Lord instructing us, which is what Brandon talked about in his first sermon. I am now ready for further instruction to let God do the work through me, understand my identity of the church and as a giant killer, cleave to his promises, and then step forward in faith. So a huge praise. It was a great fall retreat. And that was it. Man, that was an awesome testimony and really encouraging to me, honestly. Like, I think we can all relate to that, how we can get our eyes fixed on ourselves and, you know, think that because of our shortcomings and our failures that we can't partake in the work when God wants to partake. He wants to give us a second chance when, you know, we forfeit the work. He keeps wanting to partake and um, we can all be encouraged by that. Um, Next up is Will Fuller. Hey, what's up, guys? Um, fall retreat was so good, and there was so much that I personally got from it. Um, and just getting to spend time with people that I don't always get to see and get, I got to know them better, like Bobby and Scott, and just hear about their testimonies. Um, and it was just so refreshing, like Brandon said, and really charging. Like it felt like taking like a shot of caffeine, but that caffeine was Jesus. <laughs> um, there was a there was a few of the messages that really uh, convicted me, um, and like Brandon and Dan were saying all weekend, they were all kind of woven together. Um, one that like principle that really stuck out to me was from Dan's message the first night. Um, where God's work is good, and I cannot do good on my own and through myself. There is none that, (laughs) I I messed up, sorry. Um, Yeah, just that I cannot do good on my own and through myself. And then there was a verse that really stuck out from that message, Romans 3, 10 through 12. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. And it just made me think back to many times where I've been at work and I've been talking to a coworker and they've come to me with problems, problems that we all have. Um, and I've just tried to give them advice from experiences that I've had on my own and not just pick up our sword, the word of God, and open it up with them. Um, Because like Brandon was saying in his message, like David had a great faith in God, and he was able to throw that pebble at him and bring that giant down to his knees. But he never actually killed the giant. He never actually saw any true fruit that remains without picking up his sword, like our sword, the word of God, and just opening it up with them and giving them true life, Um, because ultimately, I mean, there is no good that we can give somebody eternally. Um, It only comes from God's word. Um, So in conclusion, um, I'm just so grateful that God has invited us into his good work. And if we just have the courage to pick up his word and open it with people, he'll do that good work through us. Like we don't have to rely on ourselves to do anything. And like he'll just be in, he'll just be with us in that. 
Um, and just to wrap it up, I, I had this verse. It's uh, Ephesians 2.10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Man, that was, that was awesome. I got to ride with Will on the ride up and ride down, and he's such a sweet guy. He's so quiet, but then he'll say something, and it's just like, oh, man, that was pretty funny. <laughs> but it's like, it, it's, it sneaks up on you, and I, I didn't expect it. It was good. But, man, that was an awesome testimony. Um, it's, it, you know, it is so easy to, like, try and do things in our flesh and try to do the good work, but unless we actually partake, like Carly was saying, we do it with Christ, it won't be the good work because he actually needs to do that through us. Um, so, man, thank you for sharing that. Um, now we have Malaya Briones. My name is Malaya. If you don't know me, I've been coming here since about like 2013, 2014. Um, so I'll go through my testimony. Um, Brandon's giant slaying message is what sparked my realization of my personal need for the body. Since being at Midtown for several years, I've heard about the importance of the local church over and over. But over the years, a lot has changed. I started this ministry in college, left for four years for vet school, then came back married and with a career. When I left Kaya, I felt like I was thriving in its fellowship. Since being back, it's been a struggle not to desire that same type of fellowship at the level of a flexible 22-year-old. And with that, I can struggle to feel isolated and out of place in Kaya sometimes. This especially hit at retreat. As I saw people gain to hang with their Bible studies or saw my peers care for their new and adorable families, quickly my attitude of seeking the Lord and serving others became an attitude focused on self. But both Brandon and Dan emphasized the importance of unity so we can be effective for the cause and for the mission. Brandon in his first message simply said, when I fail to love, that's when I doubt other people's love toward me. This is exactly what I was feeling at retreat, but at times I've even felt this in Kaya. With the focus completely on myself, Satan takes the victory and thus makes me useless for his mission. What I gathered from that is, number one, I'm actually pretty weak. Number two, I need to get over this deception and choose to be on this team even when it's not conducive or comfortable because there's a bigger mission at large. Um, God used Romans 15, 1 through 3 to remind me of this. We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. For even Christ pleased not himself. But as is written, the reproaches of them that reproach thee fell on me. Number three, I do need other believers in my life to point me to the Lord, but also take, take on this mission with me. Because I'm not tempted to necessarily seek friendship outside of the church, I can convince myself that because I don't feel like I belong, that I can be justified to wallow in that unbelonging. When the whole point of Brandon's messages was for us to toughen up so that we could look beyond our feelings and circumstances so we can be useful for the Lord. In the same message, Brandon also reminded us of the power of God's word. He said, the word of God is perfect with dealing with our emotional issues. 
This helped me to see that God is my faithful friend and will continue to be even in those perceived moments of loneliness. And he's given me his word to strengthen and to comfort me. Although Kaya is huge, it's a lot bigger than when I left it. I'm sure there are some that can be tempted to feel the same way, a feeling of not belonging. Major takeaways, I would say, is not to let Satan win and convince you of your unbelonging. He wants you here, and he needs you to give his love to others. And number two, this is for me, but might be a little harsh for some, um, I got to grow up, and we got to grow up. There's bigger things at stake than how we feel sometimes. And when you're doing his work, those feelings many times go away. Man, that was, uh, that was awesome. I, I can definitely relate to what you're saying, you know, feeling that sense of unbelonging at times. Because I remember when we were meeting at St. Paul's down the road, and it was, it was much smaller. We were meeting like in a cafeteria. It was so small, there was a guy in the back doing lunges at one point. Like, if we did that in here, everyone would be like, why is, what is he doing back there? But, yeah, we can't do that in here. But I, I definitely relate to that, that feeling of unbelonging. And, you know, Satan will do anything and use any, you know, stray thought to, to try and disunify us as a body. Even, even though we're, we're larger, that doesn't mean we're not any less of a body. You know, we are members one of another, and we can only do this work together of, of slaying giants, you know. And yeah, I think about, like, David with his mighty men. Like, when he slayed Goliath, like, he, he didn't do it on his own, but it might seem like he was doing it on his own, but even... You know, later on in Second Samuel, like, his mighty men were breaking through those ranks, like, and they told him to stay back. Like, that's what we need. We need to be each other's mighty men. Um, so, man, I totally forgot who's up next. Somebody grab my phone real quick. <laughs> All right, Andrea Daba. I hope I said that right. Hi, guys. Um, so for those who don't know me, my name is Andrea, and I attend Bible study at Rockers, and I serve at AV, main service. Um, so this retreat was very special to me. Um, I had to miss it the last two years because of school or tennis, so I'm very happy I got to go this year. And so coming to retreat, I wasn't sure what to expect from what I had heard uh, from people was that fall retreat is amazing and that it just hits you hard, like the messages. And so before going, I had reflected on what I would like to hear from God. And so the, the beginning of this semester had been really busy. So I just wanted a few days that were calmer and still to hear from what God wanted to show me and point out about how my walk with him is going and what I can do better in ministry. Um, I also went with the intention of having fellowship. Even though I've been coming for a couple of years, I felt that I hadn't... Um, I don't like public speaking. Um, I hadn't met some people at Kaya yet, so I was, uh, it was very nice getting to meet people and build closer relationships with some others. So now I am getting into what God showed me. Um, starting with the first night, for me it was a lot about repentance. Hearing from Pastor Dan how men have failed so many times, and despite despite that, God gives us a second chance to enter in His good work with Him. Um, 
that stayed in my mind the whole night and encouraged me that even though in my walk there have been times where I have failed to be obedient, God still wants to use me. And following that, the second day with Pastor Brendan's message, I felt that I could relate with David in some ways. For me, I faced a situation for me, when I face a situation that isn't very comfortable or requires a hard decision, I start having fear and immediately want to take action. I just want to solve whatever the problem is by myself, but of course, that's not how it should be. Instead, I want to get better at using God's word as my sword and at trusting that God is using that situation to show me something. I also want to get better at um, talking to my leaders and asking for counseling to them instead of asking for advice to the world, which I tend to do sometimes, or just like calling my family. Um, and the second main thing um, I got out from retreat was having courage to share the gospel. Because when it comes to talking to strangers and sharing the gospel, it isn't something I can say I feel comfortable with. And it's something that I feel and I feel the need to do more, especially because I feel that God is working on Rockers Campus lately. And so more visitors are coming, and evangelism on campus has started really good this year. So um, as I was sharing with my Bible study yesterday, I told them that I have been feeling a burden for my tennis team at Rockers. I spent a lot of time with them, and I realized that even though... Um, they know I come to church uh, with some. I haven't got to share more in depth about my faith or the gospel, and that's all because of fear. So getting reminded at retreat that um, we have a mission to follow and that the Holy Spirit is with us in every moment, including sharing the gospel, that encouraged me a lot to do it. And some teammates came to Bible study last week, and I can see um, God is working in their hearts, so I want to keep investing in them. Thank you, guys. Man, that's, that's encouraging to me because I, I feel like that way at times too, just being fearful. I think we all do feel fe fearful to share the gospel with our friends, our family. It's usually people we're the closest to because I don't think anyone relates, but like cold call evangelism, you might never see that person ever again, you know? But then, like, the closest people to you, your tennis team or your coworkers, you see them every day, and we can get so fearful that they might think us, think of us differently and we're going to have to see them the next day, you know? But we don't have to operate and, and think that way. You know, we are victorious in Christ, and we don't have to, you know, think and operate as if we're on the losing side. Like, we need to pull these people out of the fire. We need to slay their giants. We need to show them that, you know, they're in bondage, and we don't have to, to live in fear. Uh, man, I did it again. <laughs> okay, Cecil Rodriguez. Or Cecil. Cecil Rodriguez. Wow. It's Cecil. <laughs> Hi, guys. Wow, there's a lot of you guys. Um, yeah, so I'll be sharing with you what the Lord showed me at Fall Retreat. I'm also just going to read from my phone because I'm really nervous. But... <laughs> Um, so on Thursday evening, Pastor Dan preached about the good work of God and the partnership. I was reminded of the lifestyle that I was living. Whenever the Lord was pursuing me and I was constantly saying no and wanting to do my own thing, um, he had been carrying me the whole entire time. I just had no idea he was. 
Um, and there are mistakes that I would make that easily could disqualify me, but the Lord continued to choose to partner with me even after I forfeit time after time. I had to ask myself if I was doing the work of God or of the flesh, and my answer was easily the flesh. But we learned that God fosters an environment that brings us back to his foundation. However, repentance is a very present part of God's good work. So it was the realization that I am weak, I need the strength, protection, and repentance in order for me to move forward in my partnership with the Lord and continue the good work of God. Wow, I am so nervous. <laughs> um, when Pastor Dan preached on um, preach Friday evening um, and continue the study of the good work of God and the central role of the local church, we learned that God's good work begins as believers are not just saved, but as they are added to their church. Um, so there is repentance that plays a role in the good work of God, but also submission to the local church. I was starting to see church as a add-on to my life and attending whenever I felt like attending, um, and that eventually resulted in me falling short in my friendships and relationship with the Lord. Um, so I truly had to consider and um, ask myself, what steps am I going to take to submit to a local church? How will I partnership with my Bible study? Um, so yeah. Wow, I talked really fast, but that's it. Follow Tree was really sweet, and yeah. I didn't forget this time. I, ha I know who it is coming up next. Man, that, that was encouraging, though. Um, that's something I took away, too, is just that um, we can, I don't know, just count ourselves out as a partnering with God, and something I was thinking through is that I can... You know, when I am trying to do the good work in my flesh, I'm more like an intruder of the work. Like, I'm not taking that, that invitation to the work. I'm intruding on it. And then it's, it's not fruitful because I'm not actually going into it with him. And, yeah, I'm, yeah, we can all, we really all should walk away just knowing that. We, the Lord is constantly extending his hand out to us for a second chance to partake in the work again after we forfeited it. Um, and, man, we... As we partner with the Lord, we also need to partner with one another. As you said, you partner with your Bible study. I think about in Corinthians where it says, uh, I think it's Apollos watered, uh, or no, Paul planted Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. And then it goes on to say how, you know, we're God's husbandry and, you know, we're doing this together. We're laboring together with God and with one another. And yeah, we have to do that in, in Bible study. Like people just getting to see us laboring together, the lost, they're, they're going to be in awe of that. I know when I first started coming, it was just crazy. I mean, you see people meeting for Bible study and really living it out and wanting to, to share it with me. And it, it's, it's a fruitful thing. It's a fruitful work. And um, we're all blessed to get to be, take part in that. Um, so yeah, next up is Hudson Clark. a lot of people. Um, hey, guys. Uh, so I just want to start off by saying, you know, how grateful I am that I get to be here, you know, come to Kaya Follow Tree. It's the first time ever. So, uh, yeah, I want to get that out before, you know, saying thank yous makes me tear up. So I want to get that out of the way real quick. But, um, yeah. So Brayden, actually, on Tuesday night, you told me to pray so that the God would meet me at retreat, and that's what I did. I did that, and I wanted him to meet me at retreat, and it was very clear right away what I needed. Um, hearing Dan and Brandon preach, 
this first time hearing Dan preach, he's a great preacher. Um, it was very clear that God needed to change my heart, right? And it, what I needed was a heart change for souls. And I needed a heart change in just to have like a burning passion for others. You know what I mean? Um, it was very clear that I needed to, you know, not look forward to going to heaven. Because obviously it's really easy to be wrapped up in the fact that you have salvation and that we're going to heaven one day and that's it. But it's very clear that I needed a burning desire to meet someone I brought to the Lord in heaven. And um, it was, yeah. So that's what God did, and I'm very grateful for that. And I have Brandon to thank for that and Dan and just the investment that you guys have put into me. All you guys, uh, I've never felt love from so many people at once before in my life. So that was really cool. I thank you guys for that. And um, I didn't bring any notes. <laughs> Everyone has their phone. I didn't do that. I didn't think of that. But, uh, man, I just pray that um, I know when you declare something like this in front of people, the devil often goes attack you straight away. So I tell you this to keep me accountable, to check up on me, um, to, yeah, just to check up on you, see how I'm doing. And uh, I just pray that I don't only do this in public, but in private too. Private is the part I struggle with as well. So, um, yeah, I just want to thank you guys. Man, we're, we're thankful that you're here, Hudson. Um, I've only known you since you first got here, but you're awesome. I keep, like, making jokes to him, and I feel like I'm going to offend him, and then I'm realizing he just doesn't get offended at all because he grew up in Brian Clark's family. <laughs> I just keep apologizing. He's like, oh, no, 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 I'll say something real offensive too. Don't worry. <laughs> but, man, I'm thankful for you, and, um, man, just, uh, just your testimony, and, um, yeah, I'm encouraged by you, and... We just shared too, like we, especially the private part, like if we don't have that private life of prayer, of fellowship with God, then everything we do in public is going to be, it's going to be a show and we need to be serious in our private time with the Lord or yeah, it, it will only be that and um, yeah, we need to be intentional with that time. Um, yeah. Next up we have Lindsay Hudson. <laughs> Hey, hey. Is it on? Oh. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm also really nervous, so I'm just, I'm just going to go into it. But um, what I mainly learned from retreat is that I need to have a humble heart of repentance. Um, and I basically just wrote like a prayer full of prayers from the weekend, and I'm just going to read that because, um, yeah, it's better than my words. Words to God are better than my words to people. Um, God, thank you for your kindness towards me, your faithfulness to me, your long-suffering. Thank you for the word that cleanses my mind, heart, and my soul. Lord, I'm sorry for my wickedness. I'm sorry I speak when I should hold my tongue, for my complaints, for the way I express my feelings. I'm sorry I so often bring you homegrown, fr fleshly, hand-picked crops when I should have brought a sacrifice. God, would you accept my life as a sacrifice? I don't have anything else to give you. 
I'm tired of time and time again bringing crops when I could just bring myself, hands open, dusty, gross, and ask you to clean them with your scarred, gentle, intentional ones. Ever remind me of my need for a repentant and humble heart, Lord. Please help me to be selfless like you. Let my thoughts reflect yours, that my thoughts and my words would be of you, just as the mighty man couldn't tell the difference between the end of his hand and the beginning of his sword. Let your word be the weapon I use to slay the enemy before me, even when the enemy is so often myself, my flesh, my attitude, my thoughts. And oh Lord, please kill my doubts and my fears. Lord, please um, let my prayers for my friends reach your ears. God, how can you, sorry, God, only you can sustain them. How can you give how you can give them words, the truth, the way forward. Just as David's men ran into the battle, ran into the battle for water for their king, I pray that I would run into battle to find water for my friends, for Brandon, for the girls in my Bible study, for Beth, for Caitlin, for my roommates. God, that I would fight for them in prayer. And God, let the water you give in that battle be poured out to further your kingdom. Let us be moved to glorify you. God, how can I be more accessible? a more accessible vessel for you to work through me. Please show me, help me get out of the way. Lord, I pray for Kaya. I pray you would help us to all be more holy before you and to realize we can't actually be holy without you. God, that you would take the wicked, slothful, crazy, sad, confused people that we are, that we would understand that, only, that good only comes from you. I pray our witness would be pure. I pray our faces would shine like Moses because we spend our time in your goodness because we can't get enough of how good you are despite how awful we are, that we would want more of you and more of your goodness because we need it to cleanse us from our wickedness. God, that we would press into the fellowship, especially when it's hard. Help us to be unified in our prayers for one another, for the lost souls each other cares about. Strengthen our family in your word, Lord, that our armor wouldn't fail because it is you, that the sword would cut the heads off our enemies and not let them stand up again. Keep us humble, keep us on mission, keep our eyes open to love one another how you've commanded us. Psalm 19, 19, 25 through 23, my soul cleaveth unto the dust, quicken thou me according to thy word. I have declared my ways and thou heardest me, teach me thy statutes, make me to understand the way of thy precepts, so shall I talk of thy wondrous works. My soul melteth for heaviness, strengthen thou me according to thy word. Remove me from the way of lying and grant me thy law graciously. I have chosen the way of truth. Thy judgment have I laid before me. I have stuck to thy testimonies. Lord, put me not to shame. I will run the way of thy commandments when thou shalt enlarge my heart. I love you, God. Thank you for this life and for Christ's wounds, his death, and his resurrection. I don't deserve it. We don't deserve it. But you are good. So please, God, let us do good with what you've given us. Help us to be holy. Help us to be lowly. You are worthy of it all. Amen. It's okay if you want to just like drop the mic real quick. Like, that, was, that was good. <laughs> that was like some spoken word. That was good. Um, man, something you just said at the start was like talking about just humble repentance and how we need that. It's just like, how can we repent without humility? You know, like God resists the proud and that's how we need to come to him is, is humbly and lowly. And, you know, recognizing he will receive us and he will partake in the work with us and give us a second chance, but we got we to gotta come humbly to him. Um, yeah. Where's Miles at? Miles is last up. Miles Cheadle. Yeah. All righty. 
So this is really, really awesome. Like I was uh, crying earlier because look what God's doing, you know? Um, yeah, I'm just really thankful. Uh, Brandon was my teacher, or he wasn't my teacher, he was a teacher in my high school, and he uh, challenged me to actually follow the Lord, and it led me here, and uh, I got here, and I don't know, there's, I don't know, tw 20, 25 of us that were, were following the Lord and getting away to retreats and all, getting into to one lodge, and um, it's just cool seeing, I don't know, seeing Jake. MC and seeing just a bunch of people uh, just pour their hearts out about what God's doing in their life. And uh, it's surreal, you know? Like, I just wanted to turn around and say, Brandon, like, can you believe that God's done this? You guys have no idea. This is the answer to so many different prayers. Um, and it just, it's overwhelming. Yeah. So I'm just thankful. Uh, it's sweet to go to retreats because uh, Dan Renault, uh, he's, like, he officiated our wedding, you know? And so getting away, he's not just a pastor at Living Faithly Summit. Like, in a lot of ways, he's still, like, one of my pastors. I don't make big decisions with my, with my life without taking them to Eric, Brandon, and Dan. Because those are, like, three men that have invested so intentionally in my life. Um, so it's so, so sweet to, to get away and to see those guys. Um, Dan kind of kicked us off, and one of the big questions uh, that it started with was, would you be willing to do the work of God with me? So that's God asking us, man, would you be willing to do the work of God with me? And that's a big question, and the generic kind of off-the-cuff answer is, yeah, God, you asked me to do something, I'm in. Um, and over-retreat, kind of the, the scope of that question, that's a broad question, uh, but the, the scope of that question just started to become uh, more and more narrow, right? Uh, Dan, uh, he, he laid out through the ages, literally from creation, all the way through the church, uh, the work of God, just covering dispensational theology in this really, really beautiful, concise manner. Uh, and then Brandon came up and he said, what will it take to prove that God has made you to kill giants? Um, and as Brandon began to, to speak, the, the question of would you be willing to do the work of God with me, uh, it became uh, a little bit more narrowed in terms of the scope and the focus. Um, you know, I, I, in 1 Samuel 17, we see uh, David coming to, to slay a giant. And in a lot of ways, you know, David, he wasn't supposed to be there. Um, he was coming just to deliver a package. Uh, there were warriors, there were kings, uh, there were mighty men that were there that should have been doing the work of, of giant slaying. And uh, David just happened to be there. And, and what we find is that he was willing. You know, whether he was able or not was still in question until he actually slew the giant. Uh, but he was willing. He looked around and couldn't believe that no one else was willing to do the work. And he knew that his God was mighty and that his God was powerful. And if no one else is going to do the work, then he would lay down his life for that cause. Uh, he literally says, is there not a cause? And, uh, you know, first Samuel 1742, he goes out there. And the first thing that the enemy does was just to, to, to jab at him. When the Philistine looked about, 
and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth. Um, you know, I'm, I've been studying out Titus chapter 2, and we see this incredible epistle to, to a young man. Uh, and in it, he's ordered uh, to speak these exhortations to the aged men, which is, you know, a challenging idea for this young man. And he's told to let no man despise him. And so, you know, I read what's happening in 1 Samuel 17, that, that David wasn't supposed to be there, that he was willing to do a hard work, that he was young, that he was despised, and yet God still had a great work for him to do. And, you know, I think that the, the big thing that, that God was, like, pricking at my heart and just kind of pressing this button over and over again uh, was this idea of church planning. Like, in a lot of ways, I look around and, and I see our, our pastors, see guys like Brandon, I feel, see guys like James, like Sam, and I've got no doubt in my mind that God has made them to be giant slayers, right? Like, Brandon's killed his 10,000s. It's awesome, like half of us are here, praise the Lord. Uh, and so there's no doubt in my mind that, that, you know, look at the story of David and I look at the mighty men of valor, and there's no doubt in all of their minds that David has, has slayed his giant. And uh, that's not something that I struggle with. But me and Brandon have had conversations over uh, the past months. And, and a lot of them, maybe there's been a, a bit of frustration in them. And there's been a lot of circling in those conversations that just kind of go full circle. And I think that at the, the heart of it and what's made those conversations so frustrating uh, is doubting with whether God uh, could, could actually use me in that light, you know? And so there's been a lot of me, you know, just deferring that to other people, to other situations, and just ultimately to frustration. Um, but as I just sat and received God's word, and then Brandon, you know, he... he preached this message and Dan came up and the focus became the, the local church. And it's just like, all right, God, like I see it, you know. Um, and just seeing the, the, the mighty men uh, of valor, David's mighty men, uh, that went on to do great works uh, even after him. Uh, it, it was just uh, very, very clear. It was very, very confirming uh, that, Lord, um, you want to use me. And, you know, I look around and, and I know that the call is for all of us, you know, whether it's church planning or, or whatever God's put on your heart, uh, God wants to use you and, and he's able to use you. And it's super scary and it's super terrifying. And yet that's how he gets glory out of our lives. And so I don't know what God's called you to do. You know, I look around, I see people uh, that have been coming for, for a while. Uh, they've been coming to Bible study, they've been coming to church and God's calling you to be a disciple, you know? Like, tech, take the step. Cost a disciple is coming up, you know? Uh, and so, so move forward. Uh, some of you have been coming around, uh, and you know that God's called you to own ministry in, in a new way. Uh, that attending church isn't it. Like, who wants to play at church? God's called you to so much more, to literally lay down your life in pursuit of him. And so I don't know what that is for you. Um, God's made it clear to me. Uh, that he wants to, to use me in some capacity uh, to be a part of reproducing what we have here uh, in another place. Uh, and that's really terrifying, especially as I see what God's doing here. Like part of me 
never wants to leave, right? I've been able to see God do so many things in and through me and in and through this ministry. Uh, and yet, like, God's called us to, to slay giants. And so, man, I've, I've got to, wherever that leads me, where, whatever that means, whatever that looks like, uh, I just know that I need to be obedient to it. And so, uh, sorry for fumbling through this, uh, uh, but yeah, uh, that's what God's been putting on my heart through retreat. So. Man, that was awesome. Thank you, Miles. When you were talking about at the start, um, just about just looking around Kaya and seeing how much God has done over the years, it reminded me of how I think like three years ago, it was after like a spring retreat, I got to share my testimony and something that God showed me is that he will do more with, the, with all of the years of your life before Christ. He'll do more with the years he has now than, than all of the years he had, or the, the Satan had with, I'm fumbling that, sorry, let me restart. Say, or God will do more with like, you know, however long you've been here, like the months, years, couple of years, handful of years, he'll do more of that than you could ever do with the whole of your life. And at that point, it was 19 years in the world and lost, and, and God did so much in just a year. And in the five years I've been here now, like, I can't imagine what I'd be doing apart from the body, apart from the Lord. He, he's done so many wonderful things in my life. And, um, and I just challenge all of you, like, God can do so much more with your life than you can do with it. Like, what, what would you rather do? Like, what would be better to do with your life than slaying giants? You know, it can sound a little cheesy, but it's not like you can slay the giants in your own life and in the lives of others. And there's nothing better you could do with your life than to, to lead people to Christ and to be a part of this work that's happening, this good work that's happening. Um, a verse I want to share, we're going to break up in a second into just groups to, to pray. Um, let's pray just that what God showed us would be reality in our lives as we walk away from this retreat. Um, but I just want to share a verse from Joshua 4, just about testimonies. This is right after they walked through the Jordan River as God parted the Jordan River. And he tells them to go back and take stones from it and then make a memorial out of it. And he says that this may be a sign among you that when your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, what mean ye by these stones? And that part just sticks with me. What mean ye by these stones? Like the, what we got from this retreat um, and people are going to ask us why we spent three days in Arkansas, you know. Like we should be ready to, to share that testimony as people are, are wondering and, and curious about, you know, what we're doing. And we shouldn't forget the, the testimony of these stones. We should go forward and, um, and let them be a memorial and not forget, you know. We, we can be so forgetful about what we, we heard at retreats. Let's not be forgetful. Let's let it continually change us as the years go on. Um, so now let's just break up in groups and pray with the person next to you about retreat. And also we're going to, let's, let's be intentional this week to, to share what we heard from the Lord at retreat in our Bible studies. We hope that today's message encouraged you to follow Christ in his word. For more information about Kaya, for service times and information about our disciple-making ministry, please visit our website at caya.com. Dot L I V